With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Somebody lift your voice into the Lord. Tell him, God, I want to press a little further. Press in your presence, Jesus. Hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, thank you, God. Hallelujah, this morning we're just pressing in the presence of the most high God because he is worthy to be praised and there is no one like him, amen. When we begin to press in the presence of the most high God, he honors that, amen, because of our diligence. And not only does he honor that, because he honors that, amen, he rewards us. The word declares that the Lord rewards those that diligently seek him. And that got to be, for those who are diligently seeking the Lord, there is a press, amen. And so we just come in a press in the presence of the Lord on today. I don't know what your last night was like or even what your week was like. But on today, this morning, we're going to just cast our cares upon him. We're going to just give it all over to him. Amen. We are going to just press in his presence. Glory to God so that he can speak to us, so we can dine with him, so that he can supply whatever need that we have. Amen. In the name of Jesus. We're pressing in his presence. Oh, Lord, we're pressing in your presence. Oh, God, we're drawing now unto you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, that we can, Lord God, dine with you and sup with you. Rest your glory cloud upon us, wherever we may be around the nations. In our hearts, oh, God, let thee be in our mind in our soul and in our spirit, oh, God. And because we woke up and, and, and decided, oh, God, that you did our first fruit of the day, we thank you, Lord God, that the rest of the day is blessed. In the name of Jesus, God, you are so holy. You are honorable. You are worthy. You are magnificent. There is just no one like you, Lord. You are welcome in this place and in the place, in the dwellings of your dear people throughout the world, throughout the nations. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Mighty people of the Most High God, we just want to welcome each and every last one of you to the Kingdom International Intercession and Word of Empowerment line. I am your host, Pastor Deron Shea Zorn, with Divine Order Restoration Ministries where we are restoring the order of God, one life, one body, one nation at a time. 
And we just bless the name of the true living God for that. Glory to God. We just bless the name of the true living God for that because he is worthy to be praised. And we just thank God for each and every last one of you fellowshipping with us around the world of our nation. Amen. Um, in the presence of the Most High God. And we believe in this place that he's going to honor us, amen. And we believe in this place, amen, that he's going to bless you. He bless your house, bless your business, bless your ministry, amen, because you're pressing in his presence to come and touch and agree with saints to intercede on the behalf of nations in the name of Jesus, to touch and agree with someone, amen, to be empowered in his word, you come to be sharpened, to have your, your spiritual ears tuned and your spirit sharpened. Amen. Um, so place a sensitivity unto the voice of the Lord. And we thank God for this place. We thank God for this line for building his people. Glory to God in the absolute truth so that we all may be free in every area of our lives. Amen. Glory be unto God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, you're my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, you're my
Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 You're a
the things of this world is just not significant for the lives that you ordained for our lives. And in a place that consistently robs us, we need God so that we may maintain our sanity, we may maintain our position in him, that we won't be tossed to and fro from our type of doctrine, that we can, we need him because he is our fortress, our solid rock, our soul salvation. He's amazing. He's powerful. He's holy. He's worthy. No, God, we thank you in this place. We magnify you in this place, oh, God, even as you If we draw unto you, you will draw nigh unto us, and we thank you, God. If you will honor us with your presence in this place, come on in, God, have your way. So that your perfect will can be done, because we need you, O oh Lord. O great and mighty King, O majesty, humbly but boldly, we come to your throne of grace to first give you honor, to give you praise, recognizing our need for you, who it is that you are in our life. In the name of Jesus, thank you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, my God, our God, our Savior, our majesty, the King of glory, the great I am, everything that we can ever ask. For anything that we could ever, my God, anything we could ever need. And we thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we come before you. Asking, oh God, that you will reign in this place, in the land of the living, across this nation, in the hearts and the minds of your people, a heart of gentleness. That you will shower upon us gentleness, O oh God, which is just simply an expression of compassion. That has been exemplified by you, O oh God, with dealing with the feeling weak. That which you also expect to be replicated in us when we deal with one another. Help us, O oh God, in this place. Help us in the name of Jesus. God, help us, O oh God, because we need gentleness to once again reside in the land of the living. So that, O oh God, across this nation, so that we can feel your presence, oh God. So that your presence can be felt among your people, oh God, in the name of Jesus. So that, oh God, we can stand up against Harshness and things of God that does not exemplify you. And, oh, God, help us in this place to even have gentle words to speak to one another. Let our hearts be so toned. 
but our hearts be so turned, O oh God. Even as your word declares over in Isaiah that we should comfort, comfort your people. Speak tenderly to them and proclaim unto them that their heart service has been completed. That what they've done has been paid for. And that they have received from your hand, O oh God, double for all of their transgressions. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, O oh God, for your gentleness. That you've given unto us. Comforting us, oh God. Comforting us, oh God, in our time of need, our times of trouble. Coming, oh God, showering yourself upon us when we found ourselves in desperate places. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Restoring us. From unrighteousness. Cleansing us, oh God, from from sin. In the name of Jesus, oh God, how... We praise you. How we magnify you. Help us exemplify that characteristic in you, oh God, with one another. In the name of Jesus. Loving one another in the name of Jesus. Even as your word declares a gentle answer, turn away wrath. But a harsh word stores of anger. Help us, God, to govern our words. Govern that in which we say, that in which we speak. Help us, oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So that our words, oh God, will turn away wrath. In the name of Jesus. So that what we speak, oh God, to one another, bring forth life. Bring up life. Even as your word declares that the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure. Then peace loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, and good fruit, impartial, and sincere. Shower upon us, O God, that wisdom. Your wisdom from Ohio, God. For it is pure. That would teach us, O God, how, how to. 
be peaceful and loving, to be considerate of one another, oh, God, esteeming others above ourselves, being submissive. In the name of Jesus, having mercy among one another, oh, God, in the name of Jesus, producing that which is righteous and that which is of the kingdom, Being sincere with our brothers and our sisters. Bringing forth the kingdom everywhere we go, oh God, in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, help us in this place, endow on us in this place. The spirit of gentleness, oh God, so that we can walk in a greater love, a greater level of love, a deeper level of love in you, oh God, in the name of Jesus. So that all men, oh God, can be drawn unto you as your word says, we we draw them with loving kindness. We draw them with the loving kindness in the name of Jesus. Help us, God, for we need you in this place. In the name of Jesus, so that we may be considerate to one another needs. In the name of Jesus. Even as your word declares over in Colossians, O oh God, a God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Clothe us, Lord. Clothe us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And we ask, O oh God, that you may see your consuming fire among us. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And purify us, O God, the day of the land of the living. From that, O God, that will hinder us, O God, from being gentle to one another in the name of Jesus. That you will come, O God, and send your fire and consume it, O God, that no residue would even be remained in us in the name of Jesus. So that there will be nothing, O God, holding us back, oh God, from moving in the truth, from moving in righteousness, oh God, from loving on one another, oh God, in the name of Jesus. That will cause us, oh God, to look at the heart of mankind, look at the heart of one another, and restore, rebuild, Encourage and empower in the name of Jesus as we operate in the pruning of your compassion. In the name of Jesus, it was only oh God when Jesus felt Jesus felt compassion of the people 
And out of his compassion, oh God, he was able to bring forth healing in the land. Let us operate, oh God, in, in such a great level of compassion that healing is manifested in the land of the living. In the land of the living, in the name of Jesus. Let us care for one another, teach us, oh God, how to walk alone beside one another, encouraging one another. Speaking life to one another. To come against the spirit of gospel back. Having slander and spirit in the name of Jesus. We come against, oh God, insecurity this morning in the name of Jesus. Lack of self control, we come against, oh God. Impatient in the mighty name of Jesus. We speak endurance in the lives of your children across this nation in the mighty name of Jesus. Endurance in love, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, O God, for mending us while we're broken. In the mighty name of Jesus, O God, how we praise you. Oh, how we love you. Oh, how we care for you, O God. As you deliver, as you set free, as you make whole, as you lead us to victory, almighty King of majesty. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we thank you for listening here this morning, a heart of concern. We thank you for being attentive unto your people and dispatching your angels on our behalf. As they're ascending and descending from heaven, O oh God. Losing that in which we need. So that we can walk, O oh God, with the spirit of gentleness in the name of Jesus. We thank you, O oh God, that we can consider all things done as this prayer is being filled by the blood of the Lamb, who is none other than your phenomenal Son, our dynamic Savior, awesome and caring brother who is none other than our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. And it has been in his most holy and worthy name that we have prayed, amen, amen, and amen. Oh, God, to God be all the glory. To you be all the praise. Yes, Lord, we're magnifying your holy and righteous name. Hallelujah, thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Mighty people of God, as we get ready to transition over to the word of empowerment. God is going to release in our ear gates, Mark 5 and 6, the words of truth. And as the word of God is released, let every heart and mind stand the spirit of expectation so that we may receive from the Most High God our daily portion, our daily bread, that in which we may, that in which we need. So that, my God, we may be made whole again. In the mighty name of Jesus, let his word, let your word of truth, O oh God, abide in us. 
We got to thank God in advance that the Holy Spirit shall overshadow us and have its way. He's been trying us in righteousness. So that the word of God can become alive and active in our day to day living, my God. Oh, how we thank you. Oh, how we praise you. The Lord will be unto you. You are the precious name of God. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Mighty people of God, Mark 5 and 6, release in our ear gate. Chapter 5. They went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an evil spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the Most High God? Swear to God that you won't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. A large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, Send us among the pigs. Allow us to go into them. He gave them permission, and the evil spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons, sitting there, dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs as well. Then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your family and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis, how much Jesus had done for him, and all the people were amazed. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue rulers, named Jairus, came there. Seeing Jesus, he fell at his feet and pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, If I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. 
Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered. And yet you can ask, Who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some men came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue ruler. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Ignoring what they said, Jesus told the synagogue ruler, Don't be afraid. Just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue ruler, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means, Little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and walked around. She was twelve years old. At this they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. Chapter 6 Jesus left there and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things? They asked. What's this wisdom that has been given him? That he even does miracles? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, Only in his hometown, among his relatives and in his own house, is a prophet without honor. He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their lack of faith. Then Jesus went around teaching from village to village. Calling the twelve to him, he sent them out two by two and gave them authority over evil spirits. These were his instructions. Take nothing for the journey except a staff. No bread, no bag, no money in your belts. Wear sandals, but not an extra tunic. Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, shake the dust off your feet when you leave as a testimony against them. They went out and preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. King Herod heard about this, for Jesus' name had become well known. Some were saying, John the Baptist has been raised from the dead, and that is why miraculous powers are at work in him. Others said, He is Elijah! And still others claimed, He is a prophet, like one of the prophets of long ago. But when Herod heard this, he said, John, the man I beheaded, has been raised from the dead. For Herod himself had given orders to have John arrested, and he had him bound and put in prison. 
He did this because of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, whom he had married. For John had been saying to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. So Herodias nursed a grudge against John and wanted to kill him. But she was not able to, because Herod feared John and protected him, knowing him to be a righteous and holy man. When Herod heard John, he was greatly puzzled, yet he liked to listen to him. Finally, the opportune time came. On his birthday, Herod gave a banquet for his high officials and military commanders and the leading men of Galilee. When the daughter of Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his dinner guests. The king said to the girl, Ask me for anything you want and I'll give it to you. And he promised her with an oath, Whatever you ask, I will give you up to half my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask for? The head of John the Baptist, she answered. At once the girl hurried into the king with a request. I want you to give me right now the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was greatly distressed, but because of his oaths and his dinner guests, he did not want to refuse her. So he immediately sent an executioner with orders to bring John's head. The man went, beheaded John in the prison, and brought back his head on a platter. He presented it to the girl, and she gave it to her mother. On hearing of this, John's disciples came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. By this time it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, you give them something to eat. They said to him, That would take eight months of a man's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? How many loaves do you have? He asked. Go and see. When they found out, they said, Five and two fish. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to set before the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of the men who had eaten was five thousand. Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. After leaving them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. When evening came, the boat was in the middle of the lake, and he was alone on land. He saw the disciples straining at the oars, because the wind was against them. About the fourth watch of the night, he went out to them, walking on the lake. He was about to pass by them, but when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost. They cried out, 
because they all saw him and were terrified. Immediately he spoke to them and said, Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Then he climbed into the boat with them, and the wind died down. They were completely amazed, for they had not understood about the loaves. Their hearts were hardened. When they had crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret and anchored there. As soon as they got out of the boat, people recognized Jesus. They ran throughout that whole region and carried the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went, into villages, towns, or countryside, they placed the sick in the marketplaces. They begged him to let them touch even the edge of his cloak, and all who touched him were healed. Amen. We bless God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. We can bless the name of the true living God for his word of truth just being released in our ears on today. Amen. Um, to God be the glory. Thank you, Jesus. We thank God. We thank God in this place. Hallelujah. Um, there is just no one like him. He is absolutely. Thank God for releasing the word of truth, being able to just Meditate on that which does says the Lord. Which does says the Lord, and we're thanking God for that this morning. And as I begin to hear the word of God released this morning, there was a lot of things that that was very much that was released in the atmosphere on today, and and we just thank God for everything that He has released. Um, words of power, words of truth. You know, um, and and I pray that everyone, God met you in the word today. Glory to God. And that, you know, you were able to receive something as Mark 5 and 6 was released in our ear gates. Amen. But I'm going to go ahead and get us started. I'm going to go to um, as much that can be said about the word today. Uh, But I'm just going to touch on just a couple of things. Um you know, just a few of the things that have dropped in my spirit. We just don't have the, the, the time um, here, amen. Um, but to God be the glory, we thank God for his word, amen. Um, I, I, I want to say this here. What is your issue? In the story, in, 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 the, in the word of God, as it was released over in Mark 5, we, we find that there was a woman who had, had been Suffering with the issue of blood. I mean, amen. She had a she had an issue. With her blood. She had been bleeding for twelve years. 
And the word declared that she had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and that she had spent everything she had, and instead of getting better, she was getting worse. And she was like many of us. She was just, you know, she knew she had an issue, but she wasn't quite sure. She didn't know where to, where um, where could she go for that issue to be healed or that issue for her no longer to have that issue. Um, glory to God. And, and you know, with, with her, she, she had not heard about, I mean, at, before she got to Jesus, you know, he, she had not heard about him. But once she heard about him, and she had found herself in a place where she was spiritually bankrupt and physically bankrupt, and she heard about a man named Jesus, and she came. She said, "I have to. She said, I have to get to him." And and she was determined. She was weak and she was frail. Um, she was weak and she was frail, but she was determined. She didn't allow the situation and circumstances to to consume her to a point that she gave up on what it was that she believed because she believed that if she touched him that she would be made whole. She knew that she had to get to Jesus. And she said, even if I just touch his cloak, if I just touch a piece of his garment, she had so much, you know, faith that at that point, she said, if I just touch his garment, I know that I'll be healed. And so the question is, what have you suffered? What is your issue? What is the issue that has you suffering? What is that that you have been suffering for for years? And um, what is the issue? And even with identifying what your issue is, you got to understand and know that God is able to heal you from your issues. What is that issue that have you, you know, going from one place to another? What What is that issue that caused you to be promiscuous? What is the issue that causes you, um, that causes you to go from one place to the next, just roaming to and fro, not being able to be settled? What is that issue that caused you hurt and pain? What is the issue that grieved you? What is the issue? What is the matter of your heart? What is the matter of your soul? What is the thing that keeps you up at night? What is the thing that causes people to back away from you? Oh, my God. What is the issue? What is your issue? What is your ailment? What is it that is causing you to suffer much? What is it that's causing you to chase after chase after man to heal you? What is your issue? You know, you know, I find it, you know, amazing, you know, even in these days and times and even as we know about Jesus and all the things that you know, he can do for us if we would just surrender unto him. Amen. We just come unto our Lord and Savior. And so we ask God, we we ask. Amen. Glory to God. That if we would just come unto him, amen. And if we just ask, he will be given unto us. If we would just do a thing and we would search for it, we would find it. And if we would just come unto our Lord and we just ask for a thing, he will give it unto us. 
You know, he's our healer. He's our provisioner. He's our way maker. And there are many, many of God's people there. They're, they're, they're hurt. They're broken. They're, they're anger, bitter, unforgiveness. You know, they're bleeding. There's many people sitting in the pews that are bleeding. And, and their, their, their bleeding has not just started. Their bleeding has been there for some time. And we find some people, you know, we have a, a certain set of people, you know, they'll go to this church or that church or they'll chase every prophet that come in town, you know, and, they, you know, get the word of God in. But the word of God doesn't transform. It, it doesn't transform. The issue still settles. The issue is still there. The issue is not removed. What causes the issue to stay? It's because of the lack of faith. I want to talk about just a couple of, couple of reasons why our issues are just never dealt with. One of the, one of the reasons why our issues, we, we, we continue to suffer with our issue is because, number one, the, the first thing is that most people suffer so long in their issue because they're searching the wrong thing and they're going through to, to the wrong thing and they're doing the wrong thing to be healed from it. Some people use use drugs and to sedate themselves. Amen. Some people is sex, um, you know, to say to say to sedate themselves to try to deal with their issues. Some people is food. Some people is their jobs. You know, some people, you know, they, they try to you know, embed it in their family to deal with their issues or to just try to try to be healed from their issues. But in reality, even in all those places and, and all those things, I mean, they, they are suffering. And not only are they suffering, they're causing others to suffer because they're, they're, they're hoping in, in their need that or out of their issue that the thing that they have placed there to assist them or what they think was them assist or cope with it, that it will that it will do the job that God only God can do. And because of that thing, because you want to place it on an individual or put it on a thing or what have you, you know, we, we are yoked people in our lives, individuals in our lives, we'll place yokes upon them because we want them to do something that only God can do. And it hinders relationships between spouses. It hinders relationships between parents and children. It hinders relationships, you know, with people, with people in their their job. It hinders one, especially when it comes to the relationship aspect of it. For those who find themselves in a place where they're where it's not people. That they're trying to get to resolve that issue. Cause look, look at this. It said that she went to one doctor to the next. It said she was under the care of many doctors. So she just went from one place to one place to next to next to next, trying to find someone to heal her from her issue. And in the process of going from one place to one place to the next, or one thing to the next, that she spent all she had. She, she exhausted herself physically and spiritually. It takes a lot of energy, and that's why we can find ourselves in places of frustration and being upset when we're looking for people to solve our issue or be the, you know, the healer of our issue. 
is to get drained physically and emotionally. Well, then let's, let's shift to when those who look at alcohol or those who go to drugs or those who go to food. We already know that all of that costs. Costs you money. Costs you your health. Some of those things. You know what I mean? Costs you your health. All of that comes with a cost. It's, it's a cost associated with this. So it costs people their family because of the, the substance. Though for the, especially for those who use substance abuse, I don't know who you you know yeah there are those who that use substances, alcohol and drugs and you know, things of that nature. It causes it. it costs so many people lose their family because that you know when people drink and when people um, use drugs and they they become addicted to it because they always use it to sedate them. It becomes an issue, even in your family. What causes people to to causes others to not even you know what I'm saying want to be bothered, you know, or what have you, because of the issue. And see, that's why it's important that we know where it is that we need to go and who it is that we need to go to. And we need to learn how to run to come to Jesus. Understand and come with a come with a faith knowing that, you know, he is the one that can do it. Because you gotta also remember that she was in a in a it was a crowd of people that was there. And out of everybody that people was almost about they was he was almost about to be um squished according to the word crushed because there were so many people that was around them. And so he was in a place where he was almost about to be crushed, and, you know, that would kind of puzzle the disciples, like, what do you mean? You know, all, everybody, all these people is pressing up against you and us. So what, what, what are you saying? You know, I can see why they couldn't understand, but it was the one that touched them in faith. Knowing that, you know, this, I can be healed. I can be set free. I can be delivered. And it was so. And she touched him. Amen. And, and he didn't, and he found out that she touched him. She touched him. Amen. Is when his virtue left. And when his virtue left, he said, wait a minute, somebody touched me. And then when he, when she touched him, and he said he turned around the word and declared that she couldn't, she was not, she couldn't go unnoticed, that she could not go unnoticed, that he knew right then and there uh, who it was, and, and, she, and she said, hey. And he looked at her, and he said, your face has made you whole. That your face has made you whole. So the question today, what is your issue? And then will you touch Jesus? Amen. Will you stop looking for people and places and other things to do what only God can do? Then... When you come to him in faith, knowing that you will be made whole. And see, that's why a lot of people don't get delivered for some of the things. You know, they'll come. They'll come 
But when they come, they don't they don't come in faith believing that it is so. There's something about being delivered where faith faith activates your deliverance. And with that faith, you know, it it'll begin to cause you to walk in. To to walk in your healing. To walk into your deliverance. But you gotta but it it is it, it, activated by faith. That's why you have people you have to pray for the same thing over and over and over again because there's no faith. So I'm gonna open up and I'm gonna release the lines right here, mighty people of God, for a prayer. Anything that I'm gonna put in your heart for encouragement. I'm gonna open up the lines for um any testimonies that we started doing that that was something new and then got placed on to do last week. Amen. Um, the line is open, people of God. Bless the Lord to whom all blessings flow. Amen. We just want to thank the, the true living God in this place. Amen. Um, to God be the glory and do to the silence. We're going to say that our hearts and minds are clear. And we just bless God for that. Amen. We bless God for that. Just a couple of announcements before we get our command for the morning. A few announcements. The Women of Sustain Conference is coming up. September the 24th through the 26th. You can find additional information on my Facebook page. That is what Apostle Karen Hine, amen, is $15. It is located in Conyers, Georgia. Um, for those who are going um, uh, in the region, amen, um, that is definitely a place where you can go to have your soul fed, amen. Um, to God be the glory. Thank you, Jesus. It's just a small portion um, just it, it's nothing considered to what you're going to come out with, with you know what I'm saying, with a healthier soul, amen, being encouraged in the, in the word of God and being empowered to move forth in purpose, amen. So the Women of Substance Conference, that is, you'll find it on my Facebook page, we have coming up, um, Deliver My Expectation Retreat, which you can go to our, my website or either Facebook and find information about it and get registered. That is, and the website is divine-order.org slash retreat, and you can find other retreat information there. You can register there. You can get your deposit taken care of there um, and, and everything. Amen. Um, to God be the glory. We're expecting God to do great things. Amen. As the midwives are on staff to help, hallelujah, um, to help his people. His, I'm sorry, that people, we're only dealing with women and men in this retreat, but to help his daughters deliver that in which he's placed inside of them. And we're just so excited that women are going to leave that place, amen. I'm moving forward in purpose with blueprints, with plans, amen, on how to move to their next 
in, in, in moving forward, being developed and cultivated in the very thing that God has called forth in their lives. And we can bless the name of the true living God for that. I'm, I'm excited about it because this retreat is, is, I mean, he did a whole makeover, something totally new. You know, we've never done it the way he laid it out this year, so I'm excited for the newness. God makes all things new. He said, behold, I'm doing a new thing. So um, just glory to God, I just bless the name of the true living God for that. Um, the next thing is, no, and that's November the 6th through the 9th, amen, for that retreat, glory to God. The next thing that we are, that um, November the 16th, November the 16th, we have the women, I'm sorry, the women of purpose. Unleashing Destiny Summit, Unleashing Destiny Summit, and it will begin, and it will begin, it it will begin, it's November the 14th, and it's from 9 o'clock to 5 o'clock, it's from 9 o'clock to 5 o'clock p.m., and, um, I'm so, yes, from 9 a.m. to 5 o'clock p.m. For the women of substance, the women of purpose coming conference, I mean summit, unleashing divine destiny. That summit will um, it's from 9 to 4, and in that summit we're dealing with women of purpose in ministry, women of purpose in the marketplace. Um, women of purpose in that in your family, um, women of purpose in your health, um, in your in your finances. Glory to God, and um, and we're just gonna bless God for what He's gonna do in that summit as well for His children. I mean that that summit is absolutely free, but registration is required. Amen. You can find information on my on Facebook. Just type in you can type in women of purpose. Um, with women of purpose, their purpose, and it should pull up for, for you. Amen. You should. You can also find it on my Facebook page as well. Um, to copy the glory. Thank you, Jesus. We just bless the name of the true living God for that. Amen. And and don't forget um, the Kingdom Prayer Network information um, for those intercessors. You know, sign up to intercessors either for the prayer call center or the Prayer wall, amen. And um, also for those who have teleconferences, seminars, um, webinars, glory to God, um, any online social media platform where you provide um, intercession, biblical teaching and training, um, Bible study, or either church service. Um, don't forget to register your your organization, your ministry, your church on the um, the Kingdom International Directory. Glory to God as we're building that directory so that God's people can connect with people around the world and with, you know, 24-7, 24-7, amen. To God be the glory, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and we're going to just release our word of, I'm, I'm sorry, our command for today. We're going to go ahead and release our command for today. And our command for today 
will be simply this. Will be this. Come out of the boat. Amen. If God has called you to do a thing and God has given you instruction, amen, um, for what it is that he needs for you to do in this season and in this hour, be like Peter. Amen. As he as God called him, he just stepped out of the boat. And he stepped out of the boat. And when he stepped out of the boat, you're going to understand that he began to defy gravity. And as he began to defy gravity, um, amen, um, he began to do things that, for one, he never thought that he could do. Glory to God that he never thought that he could do. And that went against all natural laws and boundaries. But because God has called him out, Jesus had called him out, he was able to do a thing. Amen. And unlike Peter, you know, Peter said the wind and got, a, got afraid. So what I am going to say to you is that, you know, if he called you out, know that, you, and if you've never done it before, it's okay, because know that what he's called you out to do, you're going to be able to do and perform it because it is he who has called you out. And he has given you the ability, you probably just have a note, you, you're probably just not aware of that in which you can do. But you just move forward, you just step out and move forward in that in which he's called you to do. And you're going to see, you'll find yourself doing that in which you've never done before. Amen. You will find yourself natural boundaries arranging themselves so that you can perform the very thing that God has called forth in your life. Amen. So God be the glory. Thank you, Jesus. But I do say this, don't get afraid when the storms of life come or trials and tribulations, you know, don't look at it and, and get afraid. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And even as you keep your eyes on Jesus, you won't have to worry about drowning. You won't have to worry about um, sinking. You don't even, you won't have to worry about failing because in him there is no failure. As long as you keep your eyes on him, it'll be the second that you take your eyes off him and begin to put your eyes on your trouble, your situation, or your circumstances will be the will be the thing that causes a distraction unto you and causes you to lose focus. And then, then, and then, that's when you'll begin to stumble and fall. That's when you'll begin to drown. And and and, and that is the only place where failure can come in because you're no longer um, looking unto the Lord, depending on the Lord, throwing your strength on the Lord, you know, getting the revelation strategies needed from the Lord to continue to move forward in the very thing that he's called forth in you. Amen. So don't be afraid. Step out of the boat. For God has called you and he has need of you to do the very thing that he's purposed you to do in the land of the living with that being said, mighty people of God, go in the love, the joy, the peace, the favor, and the anointing of our most holy Savior, who is none other than Jesus the Christ. And it is in his most holy and majestic name that we have convened in intercession and we have been empowered. Amen, amen, and amen. To God be the absolute glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.